is thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. May the will of God come upon your life this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are continuing to teach this month. Uh, usually we call it the month of evangelism, but uh, we change it. It's seed time and harvest. Hallelujah. We are going to win as many souls. We are going to press in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, the book of uh, Matthew 28, Jesus is speaking, he says, All authority and power is given unto me. And he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. He says, Teaching them all things that I've commanded you. Hallelujah. So, even this morning as we come before the Lord, our endeavors is to teach all the things that have been revealed unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, the subtitle for this month is, Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. And we are teaching on uh, today tithing. One of our commitments that we made in 2017, 2018, is that we will intensely support the work of God financially. Hallelujah. And so uh, we learn Jesus had uh, women that supported him uh, financially. And these women uh, made it possible for the kingdom of God to move forward. Hallelujah. May the same be true of us. Hallelujah. Can we go together to the book of Luke chapter 8? We are reading verse 1, verse 2, and verse 3. Financing the kingdom of God intensely. Financing the kingdom of God intensely. And the Bible says... And after this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. Hallelujah. And also, uh, some women who had been cured of evil spirits and disease, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Johanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. Hallelujah. These were persons that were making sure that the gospel is precious. Jesus was moving from one town to the other. And the Lord was making this possible for us. So the, the title for our message is uh, Six Reasons Why Non-Tithers become poor. The reason why those who don't tithe struggle. The reason why those who don't tithe find it difficult to move forward. So we are going to teach about the six points and then we are going to pray for ourselves. We are going to believe God for deliverance and transformation. Our desire should be, may your will be done upon our life. Hallelujah. Six, seed time, harvest time. Six reasons why non-tithers become poor. And the kingdom builders pay their tithes. As we say, your kingdom come. For the kingdom of God to come, number one is to take the scriptures uh, literally to apply in our life. That when God requests of us, when you read the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 7, the Bible tells us that uh, Levi in Abraham paid the tithe. And therefore it is required of us to do likewise. And this is part of the challenges. The kingdom builders pay their tithes to advance the purpose and the mission of the kingdom of God. So the kingdom tithers pay their tithes. What is a tithe? A tithe is one-tenth 
of all that God blesses us with. And the tradition, we no longer have fields like in the days past where people used to have animals, uh, livestock, and they had fields. They will plow their grounds and harvest at a specific time in their life. With us, our harvests are shortened. We have weekly wages and we have monthly salaries. And some of us are blessed. We have bonuses and once of lump sum payments. You know, some of us don't get paid. I used to work that kind of a work where you don't get paid monthly. But every time the day they pay you, really, your bank account as well gets shaken a bit because of the amount of money you get paid. So you don't, you don't earn monthly salary, but your money, when they pay you, it can come anytime because it depends on the work you have done. So that is the... The, the, the different kinds of earnings we have. However, the Bible expects us to pay the tithe. God uh, spoke to Abraham, and Abraham gave the tithe. Before, in the book of Genesis chapter 14, we see Abraham coming back from the great victory and paying the tithe, you know, uh, having taken his uh, workers. They have gone, they have pursued the kings, that have uh, uh, taken Lord, and he, he returns, and he pays the tithe to Melchizedek. And from that moment, uh, we start to see Abraham walking and stepping out in faith, believing God for the supernatural. And when Moses came, Moses affirmed the word of God by putting it as a normal practice in the laws and the, the, the bylaws that governed Jerusalem or Israel as a nation and as a people. So what is a tithe? A tithe is one-tenth of that which we have been blessed with. If you earn your wage or your salary or whatever money, the way you get paid or you are able to live your life, the first tenth, you take your money, uh, 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 multiply or cut it into ten portions, divide it into ten portions, and the Bible tells us uh, the tenth portion belongs to the, to the Lord. That's what we call it, a tithe. One-tenth of, of the whole belongs to the Lord. So when you have your hundred rand, the ten bucks, ten rand belongs to the Lord. And therefore, hundred thousand will be ten thousand as we go, as, as the Lord blesses us. So a tithe is one-tenth of that which God, God blesses us. Students traditionally always ask us, oh, is there pocket money? My parents are saying I'm not working. Your tithe, your pocket money. Praise the Lord. Is it not the one that you're doing your hair is it not the one that you're buying food with? Praise the Lord. So that, that is a tithe. But kingdom builders, they pay their tithe to advance the people. So we pay the tithe to, adv to advance the purpose and the mission of the kingdom of God. There is a blessing and prosperity attached to the blessing of paying the tithe. This teaching, we find it in the, I think next week I'll make sure that the bookshop have enough of these books. Uh, why? those who tithe becomes more richer and why those who don't tithe become poor by uh, Bishop Doug Howard Mills. May the Lord bless us. So number one, non-tithers become poor because they have nothing to harvest. Can you tell your neighbor, non-tithers? I know it's the first service. Can we wake up? Can we say it? Non-tithers non becomes poor because they have nothing to harvest. Hallelujah. Can we go together to the book of Hosea, chapter 8, verse 7? Hosea, chapter 8, verse 7. 
I read it with the King James translation of the Bible. It says, For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. It had no stock, the bud shall eat no meal. If so be it yield, the strangers shall swallow it up. Praise the Lord. It, it gives us that and it says, it says, For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. It had no stock. The bud shall yield no meal. If so, be it yield, the strangers shall swallow it. Here the scripture gives us a very clear picture that even though they have expected a return, but because they have sown nothing, they have sown the wind, the return to them is nothing. And even the little that they have seen that is coming out of their crop, the strangers will come and take it. This is the cry and the pain of Africa. The whole of Africa is the same thing. The Guptas are, are not the new phenomena in, in Africa. You go to Congo, we are told it's one of the most richest nations on the face of the earth. But you can't see a Congolese smiling. Why? Because the, the Congo has been captured. This, this, the, even though we have a fruit on our stock, the strangers are the ones coming to pluck it. In South Africa, we can talk about the mines and everything, but most of the time, if you listen to how much, much money is made and how little comes back to our people, then you start to realize, you remember the, the, the strike that we had where people were just demanding 12,500. Uh, the same company has a company in Canada and in Australia. The, the same kind of work producing, by the way, gold price is the same worldwide. It's not like Oh, gold, bread in South Africa is less and bread in Australia is more. No, gold across the world. If you are selling gold, you are going to sell it on the same market, same price. But in South Africa, the people are paid less. I don't know you get it. Yeah, people are paid less. We work harder, we labor, but the returns are little. So we say, number one, non-tithers become poor. Uh, because they have nothing to harvest. And as we have read, most of the time, because we don't tithe, we are busy sowing the wind. Can you tell your neighbor, when you don't tithe, you are sowing the wind for yourself. You will have no harvest. Praise the Lord. So the master key to prosperity is the seed time and the harvest. We have to understand that when we sow, when we give our tithe, we are busy sowing to our own goodness as the scripture teaches us. Not paying your tithe, the strangers will take what is yours. When you pay the tithe, it separates you from many others. It sets you up on a higher path of blessing and prosperity. Hallelujah. So when you sow your life in Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us you will reap eternal life. The same way, those when you give your life to the Lord, you are sowing into eternal life. You are giving yourself to harvest a great life. And eternal life starts it. The same way, it's very funny that most of the time, people will come for prayer of prosperity. A farmer can come, we can put him and give him as much oil as we want. As long as he doesn't plow his fields. He's wasting his time. I know in the church, if I say, uh, I've got an oil to make you rich, all of you are going to line up. You will even go to Machonisa 
to make sure that you get the oil. Even if I say it's 50,000, you'll make sure this is it. But as long as you don't plow your fields, your struggle continues. You remember, South Africans, we, we, we like it, aluta continua. <laughs> Not in the kingdom. There's no aluta continua. The struggle doesn't continue. Jesus has already struggled for us. Hallelujah. Pay your tithe. Tell your neighbor, pay your tithe. And cut the struggle out of your life. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, Moreover, it is required in steward that a man be found faithful. It is required in steward that a man be found faithful. To pay the tithes is a requirement for us. Is a, is a, it is required of us. For those who believe we are kingdom builders, to, be, to remain consistent and faithful uh, to pay our tithe. It is required of us to pay our tithe. Kingdom, they, those who build the kingdom of God, they show their fear and honor for God. Hallelujah. Jesus has remained faithful to the end. Number two, non-tithers become poor because they do not attract blessing on their life. Can you say it to your neighbor? Non-tithers... Let's say it again. Non-tithers become poor because they do not attract blessing on their life. So when we tithe, we attract a blessing because God has said so. When we pay the tithe, we attract the blessing. All these things, sometimes you come for many blessings, but you could unlock the blessing by obedience. By just saying, Lord... You know, Satan, I'm tired with my struggle. I'm, I'm receiving the blessing of the Lord upon my life. I'm going to pay the tithe. By paying the tithe, you've just unleashed. You, op- you have opened the door for a blessing. Hallelujah. You have dealt with Sinyama. You have dealt with what? Bad luck. Yes, you have dealt with Sinyama. All the things that they've told you, you cannot do. The Bible tells us, God says, I will open the windows of heaven for you. That which was impossible will become possible. Non-tithers become poor because they do not attract the blessing on their life. So, the fact that you don't tithe, you have already uh, started to curse yourself. You are releasing a door, a, a curse. I listened to somebody who was saying to me, I am so little, I can't pay the tithe. The Bible says, he who is faithful with the least, is as well faithful with much. So, we don't have to appoint people into a position because they've got education. No. We look at the level of, uh, of commitment. The current corruption we have, they didn't look at those who are faithful with the least. If you cannot be faithful with the little that we give to you, we are definitely sure you will not be faithful with much. When much is given to you, you will destroy that which is given to you. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. So here the Bible gives us the understanding that we should bring all the tithe. Some of us don't give all the tithe. Can you tell your neighbor, please, give all the tithe. You know, when you go to the book of of, of, uh, Acts chapter 5, the Bible tells us about Ananias and Sapphira, who in their goodwill, when they saw in chapter 4, Barnabas giving 
selling his, his land, bringing the resources back to, to church, and being celebrated. Possibly he came and he gave a testimony. He says, you know, I, I, I had a land. I worked on my land. I sold my land. And all this I brought to the Lord. And the Lord has blessed me. They say, hmm, you remember, Lavi, we have that other land. We could do the same. And they agreed. They sold the land, but when they were supposed to bring all, what did they bring? Half of it, or part of it. And when, when Peter asked them, when Peter asked them, is this all? Can you ask your neighbor, is this all? Let them answer you. Is this all? Ask them, is this all? Yes. Is this all? Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, I will pour out. If, if this was not a carpet, I'll take the water and pour out. It's more like a flood. When the Bible says, you will have no room to contain. You know, when I grew up as a young boy, you know, things were scarce. Even oros was happening once in Christmas or, or, or Good Friday. Yeah, meat, meat. Meat was not available like you think today. Even if they slaughtered the chicken, you'll be blessed if you get the skin. You know, sometimes they'll just give you... Can you imagine an old cock that they've slaughtered, the, the legs, the chicken feet? There's no meat there. Dry heart! But you'll be grateful. Hey, you won't throw that bone. I tell you, you will... <laughs> You'll be licking it like a, a lollipop. This is meat. May the Lord have mercy on us. The Bible gives us that understanding. I will pour out, I will pour out a blessing. So when we grew up, we used to imagine us waking, buying ourselves, you know, like condensed milk. With us, because there was no refrigeration, we were using condensed milk and things like that. When we grew up, we would say, hmm. When I grow up, I'll buy myself a tin of contents and swallow it, all of it. <laughs> I don't remember me going to buy uh, <laughs> condensed milk. Or even sometimes we say, I'll just buy myself a full chicken. I've never done it. I've never really said, now, full chicken versus Vincent, you know. <laughs> let's, let's, see, let's, let's see who's going to prevail. Yeah, but when I was growing up, I had those imaginations. But the blessing has come to sit. Hallelujah. It says, I'll do what? I'll pour out. Can you tell your neighbor? The tithe pours out the blessing. Say, say like you mean it. The tithe pour out the blessing. Hallelujah. So do not be surprised when others are prospering in life and others are not prospering that's why i like using the example because i've got few people who are highly educated and they are struggling and many times you try to talk to them and say it's not the education yes the bible says the race is not to the swift not the battle to the strong no bread to men of might or strength no but most of the time that's what we we put our life on and that is why even when the scripture teaches we believe the other way around, that we will do it our way. And then our struggle becomes even more. Our struggle becomes even more. 
Number three, non-tithers become poor because they are cursed. Can you say it? Non-tithers become poor because they are cursed. Hey, one woman said to me many years ago after I finished preaching and I felt like, oh, I preached very well, you know. And she said, ah, I thought Jesus died for this castle. <laughs> I said, what? He says, yes, I thought Jesus has died for this one as well. Can you tell your neighbor deception? deception. Jesus has died for all cases, but obedience is still demanded of us. Yes. The fact that we are living in grace doesn't mean you should go and sleep around. Amen. Because it's forbidden. You can't say, oh, Jesus has died for all of this. I mean, can you imagine? I listened yesterday. We went to a funeral yesterday. I, I don't know much of Zulu, but after I listened, I realized, hmm, we need to preach more. Because the preacher separated the two. He says, the body has its problems. And we are talking the spirit now. It's, a, it's an error teaching that what is spirit is spirit and what is flesh is flesh. You know, it's a scripture. So some of the the people have been abused in the church when the pastor wants sexual favors or elders want sexual favors, they quote it to the sisters and say, what is spirit is spirit and what is flesh is flesh. So what I ask of you is of the flesh, you see. It's not, it's not of the spirit, you see. Because uh, all about God is spirit. If all about God is spirit, when he created man, he would have just made us spirit anyway. <laughs> but it's still expected of us to live a holy and a righteous life because he's a holy God. The song we were singing, holy, 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 is the Lord. It's because the Lord is holy. Don't forget, sexual sin even affects your spirit. Yes. Addiction, most of addiction, they affect your spirit. If you look at people who are sexually addicted, those who are using heroin, cocaine, you know, serious addictions, it has gone beyond the flesh. I mean, some people have been taken to rehabilitation. They don't rehabilitate. Until they get born again and the Lord does something in their life. And they say, I'm free. And from that moment moving forward, they no longer have cravings, lusts, or any withdrawings, withdrawals for, no. Just others, after you preach, they get born again. Immediately, everything stops. I think one time we should ask that they money to give us testimony. What do you think? Yeah. Many years ago, he told me, he says, when I got born again, all the things they, they left, all. You know, some of us, you get born again, but you still keep your things. <laughs> struggle. You, str you are born again, but I tell you, every week is you crying, Lord, this is the last time. And you let you say, Amen, you go back to it. <laughs> It's a spirit. You have to understand that. It's not, we cannot separate the two. The manifestation of the spirit is, is manifested in the flesh. That which I do physically is what already my spirit is involved in. You cannot separate the two. That's why the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You cannot speak and say, oh, I didn't mean it. We know that this is the main block that is in your heart. What has come out is you. 
Praise the Lord. Where are we? Non-tithers become poor because they are cursed. So you can turn the curse upon your life. You can't turn the curse upon your family. You can't turn the curse. You see, some of us, when we grew, uh, we experienced certain things. My children have never experienced the things I experienced. And so their children should not even have a clue of what happened to us. Why? Because we have believed the word, we have stood on the word, and the work is starting to work. It's wonders in us. The book of Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 and 9, it says, Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, wherein have we robbed you? In tithes and offering. And then he says, you are cursed with a curse, for you robbed me. Can you imagine? Tell your neighbor you are very bold. You are very bold. Very bold. How can you rob God? You know, one day we were robbed. Myself, Pastor Mesh, and Pastor David. I mean, threefold pastors. And the guy came with a gun. We had, we just left the airport with equipment for the church, cameras and whatever. And we were coming. We came out. And these guys, when I got to my house, they took a gun, put it on my face. And I said to the guy, hey, Wena, this is my house. You know, I'm thinking, it's our local security. I said, hey, Wena, this is my house. I was not afraid. Then he realized, this guy is not afraid. And then he started speaking in a specific language. I don't want to offend anyone. He started speaking in a specific language. And I realized here is a matter of life and death. And I said, I'm not ready to go. <laughs> I gave him whatever that he needed. He took everything. He took every, even took the khakis, threw them to the bush to make sure that even when they get away, we don't make attempt to follow them. May the Lord have mercy. The Lord will protect you and guide you. Yes, a purpose will preserve you. Can you tell your neighbor, purpose will preserve you. Yes. It says, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, the whole nation. Not paying your tithe inflicts a severe additional curse to your life. Already we know we are, we, Genesis chapter 3, we are fighting Genesis chapter 3. Isn't it? We are working very hard. We are fighting Genesis chapter 3. That's why after people have built, have done all, they lose everything. They lose every, everything, everything. May the Lord have mercy on us. I said, may the Lord have mercy on us. So, we are working very hard to fight. Number four, non-tithers become poor because devourers consistently eat their wealth. Non-tithers become poor because uh, devourers consistently eat their wealth. The wealth of people is eating. There is one who works hard, but very little returns. I mean, there is one that works hard, but very little returns. I mean, think about this. This uh, accounting firm, what do they call it? KPMG. You have gone to school for how many years? After you had your honors, or, or, or you, you went and you wrote the test, for a year or two years, you qualified and you work, you become a partner, and then everything crumbles like a pack of cards. 
Those guys, when it is done, they'll be poor. The, the devourer. Can you imagine? Do you think they ever thought this will happen to KPMG? Most accountants who are working for KPMG, immediately you meet them. You know, they used to look down on other firms. Oh, where, where are you working? I'm KPMG, you know. Today, they, they will tell you, I'm working for an accounting, I'm in the accounting industry. <laughs> They'll tell you I'm in the accounting. Why? Because the devourer has come. Yes. The devourer has done what? Has come. The devourer has come. So, trusting in your own strength, your boasting might end very fast than you thought. Your strength, that which you trusted on. That's what I said to somebody. I said, you are speaking because you think you have it together. Yeah. I said, the way you're talking, you think you are in charge. And I said, you will discover soon, very quick, that you are not in charge. I said, just lose your, your health. Just lose your health. No, don't die. Just lose your health. Be sick for a year, and we'll see who's in charge. The same parents you look down on today, you'll have to go back to the village. Imagine somebody. Yeah. The, the mindset that we have. So our, our hiding, Jesus is our hiding place. We hide ourselves in the Lord. We, we hide ourselves in him because Jesus has come that we may have life and have it abundantly. Obedience is what enables us to be faithful to the Lord by paying our tithes. One-tenth of our income to the Lord. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3 verse 11, it says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Let me tell you, there is a devourer. I've seen it in our village. When we were growing up, I grew up in the village. And uh, sometimes we will plow and it doesn't rain. And the crop will grow. And the whole corn, maize doesn't grow everywhere. It's like, I don't know if you've seen what I'm talking about. It's horrible. After you have put your best seed, you have put all your effort, you have been on the field, you have labored, you have toiled, the rain doesn't come. Or if the rain comes, sometimes it has happened, the rains, everything is going well, and then we had this locust. You know the locusts? Maybe you have never experienced them. I tell you, they leak the whole fields. You plant, we used to plant a lot of sorghum. We had these beds. I tell you, we have to stay there. You work very hard. Sha, sha, the whole day, chasing from morning, 5 o'clock. They take a 4, 4 a.m. We are going to the fields. The whole day, running, whole day. And then at the end, you have this block. When you go, when you go home, there is the, have you seen the kinds of beds I'm talking about? It's a small bed, but a lot of them, maybe a thousand of them flying together. When they land on your field, it's like they you leave them for 30 minutes, 30 seconds. I tell you, they pick all the seeds. Next time, you'll be thinking, oh, I have a crop. It's empty shifts. Nothing. Nothing. So, you have to be chasing. But here the Lord says, when we pay our tithe, he will rebuke the devourer. He will do what? He will rebuke the devourer for our sake. May the Lord rebuke the devourer for your sake in Jesus' name. But now you know, the prayer to deal with poverty is being faithful with our ties. The spirit of poverty 
is, is paying our tithe. We deal with it by taking the word of God to our hearts. Jesus has come that we may have life. He has given us the ability to remain faithful and focused. Number five, non-tithers become poor because the fruit of their failed are constantly destroyed. The fruit of their failed are constantly destroyed. Verse 11 of the book of Malachi, is King James Version, it says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. He shall not destroy your fruit. Now, some people work hard for many years and they don't have anything to show for it. You check our fathers, our uncles. They've been working in the mines. I mean, I can tell you stories about my dad and my grandfather because they've told me a lot of stories. How hard they've worked. You know, my father will work for the whole year, January to December. And guess what they will pay him with? A cow, a calf. A calf. You know a calf? That is his pay. The whole year. And when I was asking, what were you eating? He said, we'll buy pap. You know onion? He says, onions, we'll, we'll eat pap with onion. Pap with salt. Whatever. Sometimes pap with water. As long as you have something in the stomach. Then, how can I boast? You are built on the struggles of others. The toil. They, they have toiled. The, Peter and his friends says, we have toiled all night. We have toiled all night. Tell your neighbor there is an answer to toiling. <laughs> yes, the Lord says, I will rebuke the devourer. And not only that, it says, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. He shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. He who is faithful with least is as well faithful with much. Much of the blessing that has come upon our life is because God has blessed us immensely. The reason why I say to the young children, when you start working, don't even think of taking loans and whatever. If it's possible to work for yourself, start now. Just suffer. You have been working all your life, isn't it? Doctor, you have been working, isn't it? You're I mean, working, working, hand ten. Yes. You have been working. What's the problem? Why when you start working the first month, you want to buy a car? No, you have been working all, the, I mean, you have been sharing a room for the past, I don't know how many years. When you were born, you were 10 already. So you have never even owned your own bed. It's a, it's a blessing, it's a blessing. Because other people grew sleeping on a bed. Sleeping on the floor is a nightmare for them. But for you, it's greatest comfort. Your body is even used to the hardness of the surface. So to move up is very easy because you can build yourself much faster than most people. But the children of the poor don't think that way. Yeah. Somebody was telling me, he was boasting, he says, you know, he was staying here, this flat here, opposite Sankadia. I don't know their name. He says, he says, I sleep in the ninth floor. I sleep on top of others. Yeah, he says, he says, my space is in the air, you know. <laughs> says Figil, I've arrived. <laughs> Chances are that you might be poor the rest of you. You might be paying rent the rest of your life. The day, you, the day they tell you it is finished, go back to the village. You have nothing to show for it. 
Because you refuse to learn while you are still a child. Faithfulness is something that you have to force yourself to do. Yes, to be faithful. If, if you have decided to get married, all girls are beautiful. All men are handsome. Is that fine? You have made what? Made up your mind. They are out of reach. Tell yourself, my eyes are closed and blind to everything. Hallelujah. You dance, you do whatever I don't see. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can come and dance and naked, no panty, whatever. You will not move our feelings. Hallelujah. We will not even come to watch. We will not, we will, we will not waste our energy to come and watch. <laughs> Hallelujah. Haggai chapter 1 verse 6. Let's look at, at this. No non-tithers become poor because the fruit of their fields are constantly destroyed. When we pay the tithe, God says, I will stop the devourer for your sake. And he says here, uh, uh, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Much of us are struggling. Haggai 1.6 says, you have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. Have you seen a, an addicted alcoholic? Do you know how much they drink? I tell you, the guy drinks the whole salary finished. And when the salary is finished, think about Nyaupe. They say the guy of Nyaupe, they will sell anything and everything. And, and if it's possible, if it's a girl, she'll become a prostitute. Yeah. Because the devourer has come. That which destroys has come. None tithers become poor because the fruit of their fields are constantly destroyed. Haggai 1.6 You have sown much and bring in little. You eat and you don't have enough. You drink and you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself. Have you seen people who are addicted with clothes? I mean, sometimes you feel for them. Even when they put all the labels, we don't know. <laughs> when you are looking at them, you are wondering. This is why people will end up saying, oh, your clothes look nice. They are unable to say, ish, you look good in the clothes, you know. They talk about your clothes. You should, be, you should be concerned when people say, oh, you know, your traditional dress, it looks nice. Then you are wondering, is it the traditional dress or me? <laughs> and if they can't say you, you might have spent too much. I'm about to eat somebody. I'm about to eat somebody. You clothe yourself, but you are not warm. You are still not satisfied. Satan is devouring your mind. You buy as much clothes to try and cover your nakedness, your lack of confidence and whatever, and it still doesn't work. Yeah. It still doesn't work. May the Lord have mercy on us. It says, you clothe yourself and you are not warm. And he that eateth wages and at wages to put them into a bag with holes. I mean, you check some of the guys who have been working for years, earning 100, 150, 200,000. You can't show for it. 
You can do what? Show for it. Yeah. One guy told me, we were just talking, and he says, he was showing me his car. This car is some of the most special cars. So since there are few, I will not tell you the name because you might pick up who I was talking to. So he says, this car, you know how much I'm paying? He's boasting, by the way. You know how much I'm paying? 35000 Wow. <laughs> so I'm starting to go, how much is he earning? And I'm saying, okay. Then he tells me about his house. And says, yeah, my house. Saying somewhere in Johannesburg, Santa. And he's telling me about his neighbors. If you go to his place, the wall, the wall is not like 1.82 meters. It's like 4 meters high. You don't see out of sight, out of mind. They don't want you to see the wealth they have. Then I listen and I, all these are loans you pay per month. Then I was calculating, how much is he earning? Huh? 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 May the Lord bless you. May you reach those heights without wasting your money on useless things. Your image is secure in Christ. You have been made in the image of God. Hallelujah. Your car should not add. Car is transport. And your house is just accommodation. I mean, for those who are working, how many hours do you spend in your house? In a sense, some, one, one rich woman, when we were talking, she laughed after we spoke. She just laughed. Very rich. And she says, you know what? You won't believe. I arrived home very late. She's a senior executive. She says, I arrived home very late. And I'll find my food in the microwave. Hit one, two minutes, go to the bedroom, change into pyjama, put on a gown, come back, put my foot on the table while my laptop is, 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 you know, I've just plucked it on and I eat. It says my nanny is the one possibly who's putting the lazy chair, watching uh, Enko, you know, uh, throughout the day. Yeah. It says throughout the day, my nanny is the one who's on holiday. Yeah, maybe you don't know. They are on holiday. Isn't it? Am I telling the truth? Yes. They are on what? Yes. The nanny is enjoying watching Enko, putting cold drink on those uh, wine glasses, folding their, uh, <laughs> taking some Zimbas and whatever, putting there and say, I'm the madam here. That one doesn't know. She's working for me. Yeah, I mean... How much of the house can you clean? If you clean the house every day and is a, is a parent, uh, husband and wife, one, two children, how much of cleaning can you do? Huh? Say 20, 364 days on holiday. Yes. Once in a while, they serve the master. Because Saturday, Sundays are occupied. You are never there. Anyway, you heard what I said. Amen. May the Lord have mercy upon us in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the wisdom of God come upon our life in the name of Jesus. Amen. May we experience what Christ experienced on the cross in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Number six and lastly, none tithers become poor because 
they lose their fruit before they even get a chance to harvest it. Yeah, they lose their fruit even before they get the chance to harvest it. And it says, I will rebuke the devourer, Malachi 3.11. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast a fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord. So they cast, you have planted, but your ground cast out, as it says there, uh, uh, your vine cast her fruit before the time. The fruit shivers. It doesn't mature. Just small. When you try, you are trying to try it, and you realize there's nothing here. You have, you have worked so hard, but there is very little that they have returned. Hallelujah. None tithers are cast with the field harvest. If you do not tithe, your life will be tithe. Can you tell your neighbor, if you do not tithe, say it again, if you do not tithe, your life will be tight. Yeah, tough, difficult. <laughs> I, was, I was saying the other day that the family had a meeting, they were talking wherever they were talking, I was never there. They wanted to dispose one of their properties and they say, who are we going to give these properties? And my name was on the list. They just said, ah, we'll give to Murut. How do you like it? Eh, you are not even there. They said, no, we'll wait for him. When he comes, I mean, they could have just said, let's sell the property, put some boats there, call state agent. And... No. May your name be mentioned in high places. In secret places. May your name, when it is mentioned, may it be for the good and for your upliftment in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. When my name was mentioned, they said it was a unanimous agreement. The whole family says, yes, I think it's the right person. Even the person, the person says, ah, you can give me whatever. You, 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 we are not going to call evaluator to sit down and calculate. You give us money, it's fine. You don't, it's fine. We are fine. We are what? Fine. But for you, you are working for this thing. Every morning you are waking up. Laboring. The Bible says he will stop the devourer for your sake. May the devourer be stopped for your sake in the name of Jesus. None tithers are cursed because of failed harvest. We said when you don't pay your tithe, your life will be tithe. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis... Chapter 3, verse 17 and 19 says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and, and hast eaten of, of the tree, of which I commanded thee. So, some of us eat of the things we are not supposed to eat. Yeah. When you eat the tithe, you should know you are violating a, a secret agreement between you and God. Hallelujah. Yes. It says, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Cursed is the ground for your sake. You remember we said, none tithers become poor because they lose their fruit before it gets a chance.
to harvest, before they get the chance to harvest. He says, your land is cursed. Your land, you work hard, but your land is cursed. There's nothing that comes out of it. Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In the sorrow, thou shalt eat of it all the days of your life. I was talking to somebody, and the person was crying because of maturity. He says, I don't know why, why I took the loan. You know, there are people who take loan because everybody's taking loan. It's not, it's not like, oh, I want to pay something. No. At work, everybody's taking loan. You know, how much is how they work. Yeah, they make it easy. Ah, just, you can take 5,000, you know. No big deal. But when you return it, 50%, 750, 7,500. And then everybody's taking, oh, I'm taking my chutness, I'm taking my chutness. And he says, I don't know why. He says, I've been paying this for the past 12 months. I can't get off. Yes, he says, I loaned. When month end comes, I'm hoping I'll pay and I'm short. So I pay him back the full money. But I still don't have money, so I have to go and borrow the money again from him. So he has become my overdraft, except that I have to pay 50%. And he says, one month I could not pay. I paid half. So the other half, it was like he has just given me another money. So it incurred 50% increase immediately. I don't know if you get it. Listen, he, he borrowed 5000 he pays 2500 Now, when he pays 2500 you don't understand. He has just paid the interest. He hasn't started. He has since scratched the surface. He says, I will stop what? The devourer. Machoni says the devourer. I know you like loans in the bank. The bank is the devourer. If the bank had their way, They'll make sure you don't even get the money in the first place. I was told that pick and pay, they started uh, Woolworths to borrow people money to buy food on credit. Let me tell you something. It is not worth the effort. You'll be poor. You know, my mother used to say, we used to be very poor. My mother used to say, she'll cook pap, we'll eat pap with gravy or whatever is there. And she'll say, eat, don't worry, nobody's seeing your stomach. One meal a day. Nobody's going to see your stomach. Your stomach will be full. Eat as much as you can. When you play your soccer there, you'll be fast. I mean, she was prophesying. You'll be faster. <laughs> you'll be stronger because you have eaten. Pop with water and sugar. Yeah. I will stop what? The diva. I better eat pop than to go and buy food on credit. Yes. You will not die but live to declare the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, we have come to the close of my, uh, the teaching. Unless you sow your life in God, you will not reap eternal life. All these things, our, our offering, our tithes, our faithfulness, our love for God, they are important. But the most important is our own life. Unless we saw our life in God, unless we saw our life in Jesus Christ, we will not have eternal life. Jesus is eternal life. The book of John 17, verse 3, uh, 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 Jesus is speaking there. He says, and this is eternal life, that you may know him, the only true God, and Jesus whom he has sent.
This is eternal life, that you may know him, the only true God, and Jesus, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So for us, the, uh, the highest level of prosperity is receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior because you, you start to possess eternal life. And eternal life comes through the Holy Spirit in our life. Hallelujah. Unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. Jesus, in the book of John chapter 3, talking to uh, Nicodemus, he says to him, unless a man be born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Can we bow our heads, close our eyes, please? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We are grateful. We thank you for your teaching that, Lord, none tie the struggle and go through pain. But, Father, your word teaches us that, Lord, it is required of those that serve, those that are steward, to be faithful. We thank you, Lord, for eternal life that you have entrusted to us. We thank you, Father, for this grace, even this moment. I pray for each and every man, woman, and child in this place, that, Lord, we will not miss our place in Christ. I pray, Father, for, Lord, your word teaches us, unless we sow our life into Christ, Father, we will not have eternal life. As he spoke in John 3, he says, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. Father, we pray for ourselves, that as we pay the tithe, as we give our offerings to prosper and to succeed, Father, I pray, give us the wisdom to sow our life in Jesus, to be born again, to have a fellowship with you in Jesus' name. While all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, maybe you are here this morning, you have heard about Jesus, you have been coming to church, but you have never made a commitment unto, unto God. You have never received Jesus. Sengabangkuleki, <laughs> <laughs>